0: Welcome, True Believer Readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here to break down such hard-hitting lines as Spidey versus the Bad Year Blimp and see you around, Chubby. I have an appointment to keep. It's my friend Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? I'm feeling a little sleep deprived, but that that also could make for very good podcasting. because uh... you'll be likely to make more errors and I can tease you more? <laughs> possibly a little more unhinged could we say uh, you know sure sure we're gonna go uh, we're gonna go no guest today is that okay? Sounds good. Let's do it James B. Okay well like sounds good makes it sound like you know guests are bad I just meant we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do four books and we're doing four amazing Spider-man so it's hard to sometimes get the guest input and do four books. And the first of our books is from September of 1979. Stanley presents the amazing Spider-Man 196 Requiem. By Wolfman, Milgram, Mooney, and Iakoya.
1: Aunt May is dead. With a broken arm, a despondent spidey clumsily swings to Aunt May's nursing home, where Peter sees his dear aunt in a coffin. Dr. Reinhardt callously inundates Peter with post-mortem questions, irritating Peter and causing him to run off. As Peter spirals into depression, he thinks of other deaths he feels responsible for. Uh, John Jameson and Felicia Hardy make the list of deaths he's responsible for. Uh, according to you, James B., these two are nowhere near dead, too.
0: Well, they're not, and neither is Aunt May, because Reinhardt keeps bringing up the fact that Peter's going to have to sign over the house to him to pay for these bills. And this has all been a sham to get the house for a long time with this, you know, the burglar and and Mysterio hanging out here. So, no, they're they're not dead.
1: What about some of the other people that have died in Spider-Man? Norman Osborn, uh, the Kingpin's son. Hitman died not too long ago. He he didn't grab his arm. What about the guy in that car in Annual 5? <laughs> you know, it gets blown up in Morocco. <laughs> or, or how could we ever forget Oog? Sinking into the quicksand in the Savage Land. I remember these Spider-Man. Okay, those are all
0: villains and monsters. So they're not on the list of friends and loved ones that he couldn't uh. save. Uh, also I don't I assume some of those people aren't dead either but we'll see
1: at the bugle Jay Jonah is concocting another smear campaign against Spidey and Joe Robbie has had enough he quits shocking Jay Jonah I like this writing both moral compasses Aunt May for Peter and Joe Robbie for Jay Jonah are exiting the scene temporarily this is going to up open up new voids for new characters, maybe. In issue one ninety six, I yes.
0: think it's unclear if Jay Jonah Jameson cares that Joe Robbie is quitting in this issue. It gets more clear later, but I was, you know, I write my notes as we go, and my first thought was, does he care? I, I think he doesn't. By the way, if I'm going to take a side here, I think he doesn't care.
1: I, so. I, I guess you are correct in that issue. It, it. He, I, it just seems incredible that he wouldn't care because he he is clearly values Joe Robbie in so many ways to balance him, too. Yeah. And, you know, and, but-
0: and you mentioned his smear campaign on Spider-Man. I believe the smear campaign is currently that Spider-Man didn't get involved in trying to help someone <laughs> and that person's like seriously injured because the cops yes. showed up instead or something like
1: Correct. that. Correct, yes. Okay. Spider-Man was in, injured <clears throat> and he,
0: yeah. <laughs> well...
1: Aunt May's death haunts Peter as he tells his friends at ESU and looks for guidance from Joe Robbie when he bumps into him at the graveyard. When he goes to see Aunt May's old house in Forest Hills, he discovers the inside of the house in shambles. Finally, he remembers Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt as one of his greatest foes.
0: Mysterio. Yeah, I was thinking Reinhardt didn't change his name because... I mean, only like J. Jonah Jameson and Spider Man would have recognized it. Like Peter is not supposed to know who Reinhardt is as Peter, right? So he probably already had his doctor credentials and everything typed up, you know. And that he's like, I'm not going to change my name. Otherwise, why would you just start over every single time like a dummy? You know, he Peter didn't even like recognize him. He just knew the name, right? because yeah. Because he, he had. Because he looks different too. He's wearing. He was wearing like True. a fake. You know. Not just an illusionist, but he's like a special effects guy, so he had like a different different yes. face on at the time.
1: Yeah. Uh, but as Spidey is swinging back to the nursing home, he's blasted out of the sky, and a combination of the emotional state he's in and his broken arm allow him to be captured by two penny anti-crooks. The crooks take Spider-Man back to their boss. The Kingpin.
0: This issue is about the fact that Aunt May is supposed to be dead. Yes. Joe Robbie quits. Yep. The plot line involving the burglar, who is the burglar from the Uncle... You, know, It's kind of revealed if we haven't got our... It's the burglar who killed Uncle Ben. Yes. He's, I
1: love to refer to as the robber, by
0: the way. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, his name... I, I think his name in Spider-Miller is the burglar for whatever reason. But yeah. uh, the burglar is trying to get something from the house. He's somehow feeling like he's got Dr. Reinhardt over a barrel or something. He feels like, I'm going to kill you later, but you have to help me now, which is kind of corny. I was trying not to make fun of these books today because I looked at them. There's a lot of times we're going to make fun of it. So I'm going to try to focus on something good. And that would be Peter runs into Joe Robbie and they have a talk. And Joe Robbie brings up the fact that, you know, times can be tough or anything. And Joe Robbie brings up the fact that he had a child die as an infant. Do you recall this conversation? Yeah, six months old. Incredibly intimate conversation with Joe. Yeah, and didn't have to be in this book. You know, we could have just talked about anything he wanted, but they were just standing there having this conversation. And uh, interesting and deep, which is not what you're going to get in the next book, which is not called Fighting All the Time. But it's actually from October of 1979. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man 197, The Kingpin's Midnight Massacre by Wolfman, Pollard, and Mooney.
1: The Kingpin retells the story of how he survived Spider-Man and his previous encounter. Now, Now look, and I quote, but you were unable to see me through the thick brackish sludge Followed by, not too long afterwards, the kingpin is on the bottom of the river, and he he says, then weak, dazed, unsure of where I was, I spotted a drain pipe and made my way towards it. (laughs) This might not even be the worst thing about the kingpin's survival story. Uh, He ran across the river, bad dazed to a pipe free of water, and then collapsed. Lazy writing. At least one page of this backstory was totally unnecessary. Uh, as the three-page backstory wraps up, Spidey attacks Kingpin, hoping to escape more than battle. Uh,
0: but uh, the battle goes on and on. Uh, uh, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fighting in this book. If you really like to see Spider-Man and the Kingpin punching each other, there's there's a lot of it. And there's a page of just all punching with no words either. I want to talk about Vanessa. She, okay. she tells Wilson Fisk... Stop being uh, the kingpin. And he's like, I can't. I'm the kingpin. And she says, you got 24 hours to work it out of your system or I'm leaving you, basically. That's what she tells him. So.
1: Well, uh, back to J. Jonah. He's shocked that Joe Robbie won't return to work at the Bugle. He seems to realize the castle he's built around himself and can't seem to do anything about it. Back at the kingpin's mansion, the battle continues. <coughs> Uh, at one point, the Kingpin says, "For the Kingpin to live, Spider-Man must die." In a seemingly literal sense, it's—I
0: find this confusing right here. Your show notes on this issue, Eddie, and we had—you know—we had a lot of books to do, but they seem to be lacking the entire purpose of this issue, and the obvious conclusion that it's heading towards. Do you want me to help you there? Yeah, please help right. me out. So, Eddie, this entire book is about. Vanessa telling the Kingpin, you have 24 hours left to be the Kingpin. And he's like, I only have six hours left. Like, it's a countdown. And they're fighting. And Spider-Man's like, I don't have time for you. I've got to deal with my Aunt May things. And the Kingpin's like, no, I I have to resolve all my problems in the next six hours. And that means I have to kill you because I can't go on knowing that you're around. That's what the whole thing is. And it's clearly heading for a conclusion, which you kind of allude to here but (laughs) you should know exactly what's going to happen so go ahead and explain it and if you don't do a good enough job i'll remind you exactly how it how this book has to end
1: (laughs) all right thank you james b eventually spidey is helpless on the ground with the kingpin pointing his laser staff at him the bell of the clock tolls for midnight and vedessa enters the library the kingpin must go with her immediately or she will leave him
0: he abandons his foe for Vanessa. And and I'm gonna jump in here. That that's that's all we we're waiting for. It's literally when he points the gun at Spider-Man, we're like, and now the clock's gonna go off and Vanessa's gonna walk in. And the clock's like dong, dong. And yeah. he's like, oh, he's like, that that's my time up. And Vanessa comes like walking in the room after they've been fighting and he's got the gun on him. And she's like, okay. And he's like, oh, I just need another minute. And she's like, Well. If you love me you're with me now and it's all over otherwise and he's like uh uh you know and he, then like he's, you, you know he, yeah he refers
1: to himself as i am now and forever your slave this is a strange turn of words for me in the kingpin and vanessa i mean it 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 speaks of the seriousness of the relationship and what he thinks of vanessa but i, I I mean, love conquers all. I guess that's the end of the kingpin. Then is that what we're supposed to assume? I'll, I'll assume
0: she's going to have a change of heart at some point because he—he's <laughs> definitely going to have a change of heart. So,
1: oh, I miss your old kingpin days. He—he <laughs> he
0: just got here.
1: Yeah, you know, he's gone. Theoretically, right. forever.
0: He—he he came back, gave us an entire story of why he's back from the dead, and then uh, three pages, and then right. But I know you love when people come back and explain to you why they're back from the dead. Oh, so boy. in order to do that again we're gonna to have to move on from november of 1979 stanley presents the amazing spider-man 198 mysterio is deadlier by the dozen written by wolfman guest layout finishes by sal busama and jim Mooney.
1: spidey is found unconscious on the floor of the kingpin's mansion the police arrive and rush him to the hospital there his doctor treats him without removing his mask, and he thrashes around as he has nightmares of J. Jonah and his dead aunt. At Aunt May's nursing home, Dr. Reinhardt turns the tables on Uncle Ben's killer, the um, burglar. Uh, He gives him his backstory of escaping from prison and anesthetizes him into unconsciousness. How how could you treat Spidey without removing his mask?
0: Well, Spidey has a pro-superhero doctor, so it's not like they're trying to justify that it's easier. I mean, he put the oxygen mask on him while he has his mask on, too. But Trying to give him oxygen through but, his mask? I mean... Okay, again, we're going to look for some positive. The doctor makes an announcement to the reader and to everyone in the, in the panel and says, like, look, superheroes have to have their anonymity to be superheroes yeah. and we're going to leave this guy alone because we need people like him. So, like, everybody step away. Especially when the cops go like, "Uh, hey, I guess we have a moment where I'm going to take off his mask. And the doctor's like, "Uh, I don't think so. It's my patient. Back away, officers. You know what I mean? The doctor pulling rank yeah. all the time with his doctor abilities. So, you know, got lucky there. But right. they justified it, I thought. Okay.
1: Okay. J. Jonah is losing it.
0: Now that Joe Robbie
1: has left, there's no one to stop his incessant attack editorials spider-man he goes to a bugle board meeting where he screams at the other board members he collapses onto the ground as marla exclaims he is having a nervous breakdown
0: um i'd like to discuss the board members actually (laughs) let's (laughs) do it sure first of all uh i want to give you uh kudos because recently we were discussing uh on and off you know the air like j jonah jameson's role and you you explained to me like yeah he's the owner and I was like, he's the owner of the Bugle? and you know, you're correct. But the reason I get confused is things like this. I'm like, he's the owner, but he has a board,
1: a board,
0: and I'm like, if I own something, I don't know why I would have board members, right?
1: I, I, he has a controlling interest in the stock, is what it says here.
0: So, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm not, dis- I'm not arguing with you. Wikipedia says he's the owner of the Bugle. <laughs> but if you own something, you don't need a board. Cause you're the owner. Like, I don't need someone. I don't have like a board of people in my house. I don't have to, they don't come <laughs> up and tell me like, well, it's time for you to get that chimney you know, repaired. I'm like, okay, I was going to do it anyway, but thank you. And they're like, well, you better do it or else like, you know, if you're the owner, you don't, but that part, the board confuses me, but the board's complaining about that. Joe Robbie is gone. And the board's complaining that Jay Jones is getting like too, too hung up on Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, Oh, you noticed. How'd you notice? Because it was in every paper. It's
1: been a little while, you know? How many?
0: A decade, maybe? We've been talking about it for 15 months, and we're going pretty fast. These guys should definitely know about this. But all right.
1: uh, Perhaps a listener who's more of a tycoon of industry can explain the board to us and Jay Jonas ownership. I I still would
0: like to point out that a corporation is, if it has a board, I mean, you know, it's an entity itself, but it shouldn't be owned by one person and have a board. I don't follow True. that. So, okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, not long later, still broken-armed Spider-Man breaks into the former Aunt May's nursing home and is attacked by illusion upon illusion. Eventually, Spidey finds Mysterio and as they battle, he becomes disoriented and blasted by Mysterio's gun. We end with Spidey theatrically chained to the bottom
0: of a pool designed to heal, but drowning him slowly. <laughs> I don't have as much to talk about in the then the next book. So I want to talk a little bit more about 198. Mysterio. A lot going on here. Uh, I used to like Mysterio a lot. I, I had him in the top of my villain list, but I know I that's correct. I'm, James B. I'm really tired of the illusions though. I'm sorry. It's, it's just too much. Spider-Man has to deal with them constantly. And also I would like to then, even though I'm getting down on him to bounce back and say, look, he gives us in this backstory, because that's what we're doing today is talking about the villains who are supposedly dead backstory. He explains that he had his cellmate learn his abilities. Blackie Drago comes to mind in the vulture, but he right. purposely had his villain, his guy learn his abilities. So then Mysterio Reinhardt, you know, whatever his real name is, I can't remember, you know, fake his <laughs> death. Right. Right. And then, then when he, then the other guy would get out and become Mysterio and it would be more believable. That's the logic. And I was thinking, not, not terrible. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, they fooled us because we're like, oh no, there's a new Mysterio. The other one must be dead. It yeah. worked. It made me think about it. So I thought that was okay-ish. Also, he walks around talking about the fact he's made $8 million in 1979 money <laughs> ripping off old people's estates when they die. And And I'm like, okay, that's, and you recognize that there's more money in that than all the other stupid stuff you do. He says it like instead <laughs> yes. of like fighting and running away from superheroes, it's, this is a better deal. I'm like, okay, then, and now, then stop, right? I, then don't get involved in this. I guess, I guess, you know, when we look at this
1: money should not matter. So I kind of viewed him as a more of like an arcade type villain now. This this is just for the pure fun of torturing Spider-Man cuz he doesn't like no, Spider-Man. No,
0: that's not true. He's
1: got he, enough money. In the end I know unfortunately this plot doesn't pan out cuz he's looking for money in Aunt May's old house. He, yes, right? he's looking for something yeah. billions is what the burglary describes really
0: it's billions
1: billions which i'm like you don't eight million dollars you can do whatever you want mysterio in 1979
0: i didn't know they had billions in 1979 yeah wow yeah
1: at one point, Spidey webs his eyes so he can't see mysterious illusions. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about handicapping yourself in the middle of a battle. Just, just close him, man. No, I mean, you can't
0: can, do that because um, <laughs> No, because if you like bump into something, you're by accident, you'll just open your eyes, and
1: that and then the illusion will come back. Correct. Okay, all right. All right. I,
0: also, we I, can't see that he's closed his eyes because his eyes don't close. Because Spider-Man has the white things over, you know. I mean, we can't see if his, eye, but if he webs it, we'll know his eyes are closed. For the
1: ah, I see.
0: That's true. Well, yeah,
1: he and I talked about this mask for a while, uh, <laughs> not long ago. That's true. Um, I, I do, I do feel Jay Jonah and Spider-Man are currently living kind of parallel lives with you no know, Aunt May, no Joe Robbie, and now they're both very badly injured, and then Jay Jonah, you know, passes out unconscious, and Spider-Man. Well, he passes out unconscious on the kingpin's floor, and he has to be rushed to the hospital.
0: i I am enjoying that aspect of the writing in this one. Okay, well, uh, the last book, I don't have as many things to say. I'll try to jump in just because we listeners don't want to hear you talking for two minutes in a row, but just you just I got one thing in my notes here, but let's get to the final book as we get close to two hundred from December of nineteen seventy nine. Wow, we're getting close to 1982. Hey, hey, yeah. Stanley presents the Amazing Spider-Man 199. Now you see me, now you die. By Wolfman, pusema and Jim Booney.
1: Spider is chained to the bottom of a pool, drowning. With his little remaining strength, he webs a plug in the bottom of the pool through the water. Let it be known, and drains it. Elated saving himself he realizes it's an illusion and with anger mountain mounting he destroys his bonds and heads home for a good
0: night's sleep mysterio says i don't wish to personally watch you drown the trauma might ruin me for the rest of my day <laughs> all right eddie i'm going to set you up here could peter have died at the bottom of this pool uh
1: Ah uh, yes, he could have. All he had to do was fill it up with water. It's not like the pool is an illusion; it's the water coming in that was
0: the illusion. So <laughs> right. why does Mysterio say, "I, I don't want to personally watch you drown. It's going to ruin me." So he leaves.
1: I, I it assume just it's just—it's like another taunt to Spider-Man to give realism to the illusion that he's putting him through.
0: So Mysterio was not trying to kill Spider-Man there.
1: I, I. I know he's motivated by the billions in Atme's house, which totally wrecks it. But I really think he's motivated
0: by simply torturing Spider-Man for fun. Good answer, because I I mean, I I can't, obviously he wasn't trying to kill him, even though it seemed So then Peter pulled the plug, and that was a real plug?
1: Mythic, you know, the mirage of a plug. It was all in his head. He needed to web his eyes more. I, mean, just, I, I have way bigger problems. Yeah, I know. With I Peter know, getting out. I <laughs> he's know. like, I'm going to go to sleep. Go Peter ahead, has... Go, he's, go. he's gone through <laughs> so many hard times where he's like, I can't rest because Aunt May's in danger. And like, he really thinks Aunt May is in danger
0: and he goes home to get some sleep. I don't know if he thinks she's in danger. He's just... He's supposed to be dead, but he's questioning maybe it's true. I mean, I don't think he's feeling like it's dangerous. Man, I can't believe in his emotional state that would be his... Because where is he going to go? Like, where is he going to look for her? Like,
1: as far as he's concerned... Well, he's got to find Mysterio so he can track her down. Okay, I
0: guess. Oh, jeez. I... Well, why do you think they... He, just, he never goes to sleep when he's when something like this is going on. Well, they. this is the Amazing Spider-Man. We have to move... We, we haven't moved the plot with for anybody else at all. Like, literally nothing has changed with a single character with the exception of the J. Jonah James and Joe Robbie story. So we have to have an appearance of the crew. And I'm not joking. Like, this is not me like, sarcastic. They have to maybe show Aunt,
1: up. Maybe Aunt May's dead. That's the plot moving.
0: But we can't just... We haven't seen a female... I mean, MJ's been gone for 10 issues. We haven't True. seen anybody else. So at least... They need to have a section where they're like can we at least remind everybody where everybody else is especially because we have to move the the ned and betty plot line. so tell us what happens True. after this night's sleep
1: after a good night's sleep peter's arm is healed and Shoshane, flash liz and harry show up to apologize for chastising him while he is grieving for his aunt we learn that ned and betty are separating and that peter can walk around his apartment with a robe that doesn't entirely cover his spider suit pants and his friends won't notice. Uh, That's dumb. Moving on. Spidey swings off and finds Mysterio at Aunt May's old house. There, they do battle. As Spidey thinks he's beaten Bubblehead's illusions and hypnotic effects, Mysterio mixes reality and illusion to burn Spider-Man while also uh, compromising his spider sense. I, I was like, Mysterio can mess with the spider sense, but then I remembered he has before. There's precedent for this. When Mysterio first found Spidey, Spidey was unable to use his spider sense while fighting in Mysterio's fog. Uh, Mysterio escapes, but only as far as the nursing home he was originally in. As Spidey confronts him once again, Mysterio pricks him with a dart filled with tranquilizer. He tells Spidey he can't find the incredibly valuable object he was looking for, and we end with him declaring Spidey will be dead. In the end, I like how Mysterio mixes reality into his illusions. Like he burns him, you know. This makes him his illusions much more dangerous.
0: Sure. He also now wants to kill Spider-Man again. <laughs> is that what he's saying, or is this another fake-out one where he's just saying it to scare him?
1: Man, I, I really just want him to just really torture Spider-Man, kind of in like 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 in an arcade ar- arcade sense of going after Spidey.
0: Yeah, we're gonna be talking about arcade. Not enough, but briefly in the next podcast and oh, okay. but but he's not in he's not gonna be in this one so we can we can forget those comparisons. Um do you wanna do a sponsor here? Yeah, let's see your sponsor. Okay. Eddie, um do you uh do you use any kind of like moisturizers or makeups or anything like that in your household? Do uh, the women in your house maybe? Yeah, periodically. That's true okay there is a there's a woman who's now got a new cosmetic line and it's not taylor swift um she of course has what she has but um this is from vanessa fisk she has a new cosmetic lineup so let's see what she's got going on she has taken over a product that we you and i would have known from uh, montgomery j bliss and it's now been produced differently and in 2023 which is where we are right now eddie you can now get the new advanced formula of the 24 hour big bald boss cream eddie <laughs> Listen, experts say it's important to keep a bald head clean, moisturized, and protected from the sun because any irritations will not only bother you, but will also be visible to everyone else. This includes in the wintertime. Remember when the kingpin crawled through the black sludge and uh, into a drain pipe? But when he came out, he still looked like a boss, right? That amazing look he had was from the new 24-hour Big Bald Boss game because he was down there and it was still protecting him. Also, do you remember when he didn't kill Spider-Man and then he started like making out hot and heavy with Vanessa like right in front of Spider-Man? Remember that part? Yeah, Yeah, I do recall. You know, she was so into him because he had no dryness for 24 hours straight. That's right, the whole time that he said, hey, I'm going to go out there and get my business done. It was, was the last time he had applied his big bald boss cream and it would look just like he had put it on. One application will last that long. So become your own big boss and buy yourself some 24 hour big bald boss cream today. Eddie, Vanessa Fisk and her product line does, do not condone uh, murder. Uh, the first line of defense against DeAndre Fisk hair products, do not attempt to kill Spider-Man. See their full commercial on the Hallmark channel as we continue in January with the holiday season. Eddie, we asked you this before, we just want to get a follow-up. What are you thinking right now? Uh, New year, shave your head, Look like a boss would be twenty-four hour, big bald boss cream. What are you thinking? Uh,
1: you know, I uh, rather enjoy my hair. Um, clearly, I will say that this this sounds like a significant product. It can it seems to really be effective in some ways. Uh, I think I'll leave it for the kingpin and maybe maybe anybody else who wants to use it though.
0: Okay, well, I mean. You know, users of this do not condone murder. So we were thinking, if you don't does it, does condone it, it, murder, you could wear. It. like,
1: I mean, Vanessa is selling
0: this, right? So it's now under her cosmetic line. Yeah, she took uh, Montgomery J. Bliss had it before, but this is the flagship item of Vanessa Fisk's new, her new product line because it's been so effective. And you know, her husband well, obviously just look at him now. Look, look at him. Wow! Did you see the <laughs> artwork on that? I mean, I looked at it, I was like, wow, Jim Mooney Selbusum. They're really they're really focused on you know making that Yeah big old bald head nice and shiny. Do yeah. It was all over the fight. I was like, wow, and he Definitely. looked the same every time. He didn't get any didn't get any dirtier or flakier. So <laughs> something to think about.
1: Yeah, even on the bottom of the Hudson River running through the brackish water. James B it's been a while since I've not totally poo pooed a sponsor, has it? It's a return one, right? Well,
0: you're also a big fan of, you know what? Shall I to remind you? Your, your big product you've been purchasing. You've been stocking up a lot on that White Dragon's Barbecue. Oh. So Lord. I noticed that. You've been... You
1: know, I think they're just sending it to me for free.
0: I, I certainly haven't completed the order. Well, speaking of completing, I think we've completed this uh, episode. <laughs> Why don't you tell everyone how they could find us? Email
1: us anytime at let's letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. It's time for the close. I'm Eddie, joined by... James B. And remember, listeners, if you want to fake your death...
0: Uh, Just train someone to be you and then fake your death. Oh, and then when they die, um, people will more likely believe that you are really dead. Goodbye. Goodbye. You can find us on Twitter at Let's Read Spidey. You always say that with a question. It's it's fine, Eddie. There's <laughs> okay. No, there's either say it or don't say it, but don't make it sound like it's <laughs> we have four thousand followers still. I
1: mean I got news to the listeners, we don't record this episode one day before it comes out. So, you know, I not not totally sure what Twitter's status will be when you hear me say that. So